Hello, welcome gentlemen, do get caught a podcast about the music of R.E.M. I am Lynn, and on the other end of this line I have... Me, Alistair. Welcome, we're here to talk about Undertow, the fourth track on New Adventures in Hi-Fi. A title that you just love, love, love. I can tell. <laughs> I think it's a bad album title, Ali, but that's okay. I think we should, yeah, we can discuss that in more depth in the Roundup episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think of this song? Well, I quite like it. It's not, like, groundbreaking or amazing, but it is very, very solid. I think it would not be out of place on the previous album, Monster, although mm-hmm. the vocals are slightly too clean for that. <laughs> it's a recurring theme. Yeah, it's like, we actually want to hear Michael this album. Last album, <laughs> nah. He can just no, be last... a shadowy presence. You can tell he's there, but he's also sort of hiding behind a curtain of just feedback noise but not this time he's at the forefront going yes i'm a front man and that means i'm at the front of the mix that's how it works that's how it works at least (laughs) when you're engaging in new hi-fi adventures quite so i quite like it do you lynn yes when i listen to it although this falls so when you're not listening to it you don't like it no, I mean, why? Well, yeah. Well, no. <laughs> it's not as active as that. This falls like deep in the category of songs that when I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh yeah, I quite like this. And then immediately escape my mind the moment <laughs> that the song is over. And then I just get them confused and I think like they're actually another song that is more memorable. <laughs> That's funny because I think the baseline for the intro slash verse on this is kind of memorable i can i'm not going to but i could hum it if i wanted you to. should no no okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna break you my one rule <laughs> i thought maybe i'll like oh i thought i had you for a moment but <laughs> alas no <laughs> uh okay so i've been listening to this obviously album a lot um in preparation for this very diligent of num- you Thank you. The number of times that I have thought this song, like, that I try to think of what the song sounds like and end up just singing Leave Mm. (laughs) is, like, 90% of the time I think about this song. That's funny, because this, lyrically, no, but musically, this is way more chilled out than Leave. Like... Yeah, it is. I would say... You're right. It has, like, a relaxed groove. A relaxed groove. We're full on partridge. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see what you mean, though. It, it feels much more relaxed. It feels less tense than Leave does. The The funny thing is, maybe this is just me, but it slightly reminds me of the U2 single from like their, I guess, 2000 album, Elevation, is the name of the, the single. It's it's okay. like the one that goes, woo, woo, doo, See, I'm humming now. I'm not even humming an R.E.M. song, but I'm humming something else. Uh, It just took... uh, It's the power of Bono or something. It is the power of Bono. Bono and the Edge, and maybe Adam Clayton and the other fella. Um, (laughs) Sorry, Larry Mullen, I do know your name. I just forgot. (laughs) 
Although they're kind of, I think it's the baseline that's similar because Elevation is much more kind of hyperactive and jumpy. Mm -hmm. But like, it's either the chord sequence, like the relative, or possibly even just the relative chord sequence, but something is kind of similar. But this predates that by probably like, I don't know, three, four years. So, but both big stadium bands are around the same time. Uh, Although it's funny to think of R.E.M. as a stadium band, but they clearly were. It's just that they really didn't have their roots there and they didn't blow up kind of as soon as U2 did. So um, No, you feel like U2 made that transition much earlier in their career than the R.E.M. did. Yeah. What else can I say to describe the music of this song? Like, I think the swirling slash hissing on the verses is kind of interesting. Like, <laughs> it doesn't need to be there, but it does add some kind of interesting sonic texture. The guitar is very crunchy. Very crunchy. Mm-hmm. It's like there's not any sign of a jangle anywhere near. It's just like, no, this is grunge guitar. Ahoy. I like the outro. Um, it uh, It's, it's kind of long, but I don't know. There's something quite, even though it's very, uh, very simple. The chord that he's jangle. Well, I'm now, now saying jangle after saying there isn't any jangle on this song. <laughs> there kind of is. There is arpeggios on the outro. Funnily enough, even though that's kind of the same thing for a minute, that is not the minute that I would trim out of this song. Like I think this song is too long. Like because okay. it has a bridge that's kind of boring, and it does the like cycles through the song and does the bridge again, and it's kind of like this wasn't that interesting a bridge anyway. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I like the, I like the verse slash intro. The chorus is okay. The bridge is like uninspired. And then the outro has this sort of interesting tension about it. So overall song should probably be about three and a half minutes, but I do like the long intro. Interesting. Sort of imagine that this would be very good live. Yeah, I think this would be a fun one. Even though it's not fast, it's quite energetic. And <laughs> and also, yeah, all of the instruments are doing something quite bold, <laughs> which is what you want live. Like, I don't know. I Maybe this is just my idea of a good gig, but I don't think I would enjoy, like, stripped-down, plaintive, acoustic ballads live. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, someone would have to just have an absolutely like perfect voice for that to be seem worthwhile to me. I see what you mean. I don't know. Is there anything that you like about this song that you can actually recall? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I find this song so hard to recall. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. Do we have anything to say about the wordy bits? Uh, something about drowning himself. Yeah, that's the thing. The kind of, I wouldn't say jaunty, but like kind of upbeat music kind of Mm -hmm. belies the sort of darkness about like, it's apparently about drowning. Yes, I don't know whether that's literal or uh, metaphorical drowning, but... Yeah, I would hope that it was metaphorical drowning. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and then there's also something about like a skeptical theme about it because you've got like several repetitions of like it's talking about birds that 
that don't look to heaven and don't need religion and before yeah before the line before that says it's it's cold in heaven and i'm not sprouting wings so mm-hmm. it's yeah it's kind of like is this a song about skepticism or what is it about uh i don't know it's very vague Lynn, is what yeah it, it doesn't feel like literal drowning it feels more metaphorical um to me as in like drowning your old life or something um yeah in the, in the sort of i don't know it almost feels like even though it's quite skeptical in some ways like a song about resurrection <laughs> i guess almost yeah it feels like that's the goal of it perhaps rather than like just yeah i guess i guess it hadn't a, a, until you until you said resurrection i hadn't thought like well this could be like a weird kind of like inverted baptism image okay yeah it kind of feels like that a little bit um but sort of like almost like the reverse of that like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like being baptized into agnosticism <laughs> yeah exactly which apparently is quite, apparently that's quite painful <laughs> but there you go um i think that's all i think that's all i all i have yeah me too so this song is fine <laughs> <laughs> um it, yeah it, it's it's all right it's all right and um <laughs> we'll see you next time for Evo the letter Bye. Turn on narrator. Toggle switch. On. GDGCpodcast at gmail.com. See, as we're talking about, like, vaguely religious themes, you just damned that song with faint praise.